This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Indians taking on the Twins this weekend in a three-game series with a lengthy homestand underway. Three different series, nine games the Indians are home. First time in a while they've had a nice stretch like that here at Progressive Field. Coming up on this week's show, we'll hear from the likes of Mike Clevenger and Neil Ramirez, a couple of young arms having good seasons for the Tribe. Lonnie Chisenhall will join us, Indians outfielder and utility man. Eric Gonzalez will stop by as well. James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development, has the weekly farm report. And we'll also visit with Indians Director of Baseball Information, Bart Swain, and talk about the annual Velisano event to raise money to cure cancer. That's all coming up as we get rolling with Tribe Talk, and we begin with our week in review. And for the Tribe, that begins on Monday with the opener of a four-game series against the Chicago White Sox, the back end of a seven-game road swing for the Tribe. Good pitching matchup Monday night. Lucas Giolito, young right-hander for the Sox, and Carlos Carrasco on the hill for the Tribe. Both pitchers put up zeros through the first three innings, and then in the fourth, the Indians broke through, getting on the board thanks to Lonnie Chisenhall. Giolito delivers. There's a swing and a pop-up, shallow center. It's sinking fast, and that ball falls in, a base hit. Rounding third, scoring is Alonzo, and the Tribe takes the lead, 1-0 on the Chisenhall bloop single. Into third goes Cabrera, and on the first base hit allowed by Giolito, it plates a run. The very next batter was Jan Gomes. Here's his 2-1. Swung on line, down the left side. Fair ball, into the corner it goes. Cabrera has scored. Chisenhall motoring to third. They're going to wave him around. Here comes the relay throw. Not in time. Chisenhall scores, standing up. It's a two-run double for Gomes. And the Indians grab a 3-0 lead. Then in the fifth inning, Michael Brantley went deep. Now the look in and the 2-1 pitch to Brantley. Swung on, there's a high fly ball. Deep right field, down the line it goes. Home run, Michael Brantley. 4-0 Tribe. 
Right, the only question was, would it hook? But it stayed fair. Deep into the right field stands. Home run number 11 for Michael Brantley. And with that 4-0 lead, Carlos Carrasco was on cruise control. Here comes the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him again. Another breaking ball. So for the third time this year, and for the first time, it's not the Milwaukee Brewers that Carlos Carrasco has struck out 10 or more. And in the ninth inning, it was the emerging Neil Ramirez on to finish things up for the Tribe. Ramirez is ready. Here comes the 2-2 delivery. Swing and a miss. He went around on a slider. Ball game. Ramirez gets Davidson, who strikes out for the fourth time in a 1-2-3 inning. For Neil Ramirez and the Indians start this four-game series with a dominant performance from Carlos Carrasco in the Tribe bullpen. They record their sixth shutout of the year and they down the White Sox here tonight by a final score of four to nothing. Next two nights, though, the White Sox played the better baseball as they defeated the Tribe on Tuesday night, five to one. And then on Wednesday night, a one-run win for Chicago, three to two over the Indians, putting the Indians in a spot where they needed to win on Thursday just to gain a split in the series and also come home with a winning road trip. Well, they had Mike Clevenger on the mound facing Carlos Rodon, and the Indians got to work early. Frankie Lindor leading off the game. Rodon from the third base side of the rubber delivers, and the pitch swung on and whacked into deep left field and way out of here, halfway up the bleachers. And Francisco Lindor with a leadoff home run on the third pitch of the game. A laser halfway up the bleachers and left. And Lindor has his 15th home run of the year, and that is just his fourth home run right-handed. And the Indians jump on top, one to nothing. But in the bottom half of the first inning, the White Sox answered a two-run home run from their potential all-star first baseman, Jose Abreu, and that put the Sox up 2-1. to one. The lead didn't last long, though. Third inning, Jan Gomes was batting with the bases loaded. Bases loaded, two down, the payoff pitch. Down low, ball four. We've got a tie game. Tremendous at bat by Jan Gomes. A bases loaded walk, and Jan Gomes has picked up RBI number 19. And Davis has scored, and the Indians have tied it up without a base hit this inning. Things stayed tied at two until the seventh inning when Jose Ramirez, who is having an all-star season, maybe an MVP-type season, stepped in with a runner on base. The pitch. Swung on and hit high. Deep to right center field. It is gone. Jose Ramirez breaks the tie with a two-run home run to right center. And the Indians have a 4-2 lead. And Jose Ramirez has home run number 20. And now 46 RBIs on the year. Boy, Ramirez had 29 home runs last year, and he's already at 20 in the middle of June. In the bottom half of that seventh inning, Tribe up by a pair. It was back to Mike Clevenger racking up the strikeouts. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. Clevenger has a new career high, 11 strikeouts. And we go to the eighth. The Indians have a 4-2 lead on the Sox. 
Indians added a run in the eighth inning on a White Sox error. That made it 5-2. to two. And in the ninth, it was Cody Allen on to close things out. Cody Allen back to the windup. Here it comes. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Cody Allen blows away. Adam Engel strikes out the side, records his 13th save, and the Indians get a win. So the Indians came home with a split of the four-game series in Chicago and a winning road trip as they take four of the seven games played in Detroit and the Windy City. Back home Friday night, and the Indians open the homestand with a tough one all around. Just a night where they did not play good baseball, and the Twins won it on Friday night before a near-sellout crowd here at Progressive Field by a final score of 6-3. to three. That's your Week in Review. Stay with us as Tribe Talk continues. We'll visit with Mike Clevenger, Indian starting pitcher and a key part of what has been a tremendous front four in the starting rotation. That's next as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now the wind, the pitch, just caught the inside corner, strike three. And so Mike Clevenger has equaled a career best. He has ten strikeouts for the second time in his career and the second time this year. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us talking baseball on this weekend. Indians and Twins at 4-10 Saturday afternoon, 1-10 Father's Day Sunday and then it's the White Sox who come in Monday and Tuesday nights at 7:10. Day baseball Wednesday this week, a 1:10 first pitch to close out the series with the White Sox. Off day Thursday, and then the Tigers are in next weekend to wrap up the homestand. A great homestand here for the Tribe against American League Central Division rivals. Well, the Indian starting rotation has been tremendous this season and fitting right into that spot. Heading into the season as the number four starter, and man, has he been something. Mike Clevenger won his fifth game of the season on Thursday. We had a chance to visit with him on Friday after that Thursday win, and uh, we asked him how pleased he has been with how things have been going, especially from a consistency standpoint. Yeah, I mean, uh, getting deeper into games and staying you know, into the game as late as possible and keeping our team in it, that was, uh, that was my big goal coming into it. To get there, you know, it sounds easy to say it, but to get there, what have you had to do to, to put yourself in position to be able to do that? Quality strikes. Uh, starting off the count 0-1 instead of 1-0, but also throwing quality pitches in the zone, not just being able to hit the zone. And I know last year you made some adjustments with where the catcher would set up and let the natural movement take over. Are you doing anything different this year to, to have more success throwing those quality strikes? No, I think finding the zone has been the... Uh, kind of easier part for me this year it's uh more so just maximizing uh the use of my body and i think we're slowly but surely uh getting there too and i know you did some different things in the winter time and you probably 
don't really know if that's going to work until you get into a season. And, and is it having the effect that you had hoped it would? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's paid huge dividends. I mean, just being aware of it's taught just taught me uh, not just how to do something, but why it's working that way in order for me to do something, if that makes sense. When you look at yesterday, it looked like the velocity was up a little bit. Um, where does that come from as you go through a season, if you can increase your velocity, you think? That was just figuring out how to stay over my legs longer. I've been, I mean, the last two years we've been trying to figure out how to keep me back more because I kept diving towards the plate. But, I mean, with the results being pretty good, it was like hard to like, really change much. And uh, this past week, I kind of really dove into it and trying to get myself to keep my upper body stacked over my lower half when it goes through the zone. And I mean, it. I mean, on average, I think it ticked me up two and a half miles an hour. So it's been working. <laughs> what kind of difference can that make, that, that extra velocity, if you don't have to compromise command? I mean, I'm not saying it's going to always be this way, but I mean, I saw a high in strikeouts, a high in swing and misses, and a high in percentage in the zone. So... Uh, so far, it's positive, and I think the data shows. Uh, I mean, the harder you're throwing, the more positive results you're going to get. And you're part of that outstanding starting rotation. Uh, how does that help you, having three, four other pitchers who are kind of going along the same path that you are? I'm not, it doesn't really make it easier. It just puts that almost like a, you know, bar. You, know, you got to at least reach the bar, and the bar is set really high here. So in order to stay and you know feel a part of this winning group, you got to be able to compete with some of the best arms in the game. So, I mean, that's pushed me to get even better each day. All right, Mike, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. That's Indian starting pitcher Mike Clevenger, who has been absolutely tremendous, and uh, he is the fourth key in what has been a tremendous front four in that starting rotation. Now, the back end of the bullpen starting to settle down for the Indians the last couple of weeks, coinciding with the emergence of Neil Ramirez, who has become that bridge to get the game to Cody Allen in the ninth inning to try and close things out. Ramirez has been just tremendous, gaining more and more confidence from his manager, Terry Francona. And we had a chance to visit with Neil Ramirez earlier this week, a young man who has been with seven different organizations since the start of 2016. So a lot of organizations in a short period of time. We asked him about settling in with the tribe at this level and if he feels that this is as good a stretch as he's had based on some of the injury issues he's had in the last couple of seasons and also the constant movement to different teams throughout his career, especially recently. Yeah, the last two years definitely been a little rough, um, a lot of moving around and, and admittedly getting kind of caught up in things that I couldn't control. And uh, from, you know, from the beginning of spring training, the Indians have expressed uh, just – you know how much they they like my stuff and they just you know have kind of preached stick with the process you might not be here right away but you're a guy that we see as part of our future and just to have that reassurance from the beginning has been great and then getting up here and and kind of been put in some situations right away where you know it's it's been good to come in and show them that I can do you know what they expect of me to do and and um, you know some stability is is definitely great compared to what it's been the last two years. And you mentioned that. I think everybody likes to make a club on opening day and, and out of spring training, but you went to Columbus and had a chance to settle in. In hindsight, a real benefit for you to be able to do that and just stay in one place for the first time in a while? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I took it in, in stride at the beginning of the year, and, and when they told me that, I said, you know what, that's fine. I'm going to go down there and, and just focus on pitching. And uh, that's what I've been doing all year. haven't been worrying about you know if I'll stick around or, or what the case may be as far as that goes I just I've just been focused on executing and staying locked in on my process in between 
um, you know, each outing. So, And some of that process, I know, is somewhat similar. The principles of, of arm care and, and trying to get the most out of your ability is, is similar to what Trevor Bauer does with the weighted baseballs and some other things. It's just to name one part of it. How much has that helped you from a, an arm care and, and health standpoint? Yeah, it's been huge. Um, implementing that stuff this offseason, uh, my agents have done a great job of putting together a team of guys that I work with in Nashville. And one of the guys, Caleb Cotham, uh, former player with Reds and Indi- uh, Yankees, excuse me, uh, he knows Trevor really well. And, and they were very familiar with the driveline stuff. And he kind of brought that to the table this offseason and started looking at some stuff on the high-speed cameras to see you know, how we can maximize the delivery to be more efficient um, to put the intent where it needs to be and you know also to, to help with the breaking balls and, and be more consistent with those too so I think that's where the game's going you know there's a there's technology available for guys to really hone in on their skills and you know if you're not taking advantage of it you're kind of getting left behind and, and as a reliever counted on not every day but a lot and especially at certain points in time maybe three days in a row things like that do you notice the difference yeah, that's the, that's been the biggest difference for me is just the ability to bounce back in between. Um, and you know, I've always been a guy who likes to throw, but you know, doing all the the weighted balls beforehand, um, you know, the shoulder tubes and all those kind of things, it just for some reason it's almost like the arm just responds better. And even even throwing every single day, going out long, um, playing long toss, it's something I would kind of pick my spots with long toss. But now it's every single day I like to stretch it out and. Um, it's been a huge difference for me. So the ability to go three days and, and especially have that same stuff three days in a row is huge at this level. And team-wise, you look down in that bullpen and, and things are starting to, to come around. Looks like. Uh, how you feeling about the your teammates down there and, and your, where you fit in at all that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's just a long season and, and stuff happens and you know at this level it's a little bit more magnified but, uh, you know, we, we knew that we weren't very good in, in that stretch and there were some things that we needed to clean up, and um, I think the guys collectively as a group just um, you know, took a deep breath when June started and you said, you know what, past the past, let's learn from it, move forward, and uh, just start focusing on, on what makes us good. And they've proven that they've been good in the past. Nothing's changed, and um, you know, just getting back to executing pitches. Neil, thanks a lot for the visit. Continued success. Thank you very much. That's Neil Ramirez, Indians reliever, who has really taken hold of some key late-inning spots for the Tribe. Stay tuned. When we return, we'll hear from Indians right fielder Lonnie Chisenhall back off the DL and swinging the bat well. That's next after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk. We're at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are playing the Twins this weekend. And back in the lineup for the Tribe is Lonnie Chisenhall, who appears to be past that troublesome calf issue that has really hampered him not only this season but dating back to last year. You may recall Lonnie Chisenhall was leading the Indians in runs driven in at the All-Star break a season ago, but in the second half, very limited playing time for Chisholm Hall due to a calf injury, and that injury cropped up again early this season. He only played the first week of the year before he went on the disabled list again, but he is back off the DL, seems healthy, and he has swung the bat extremely well since returning. And when we caught up with Lonnie earlier in the week, we asked him what the key has been to swinging the bat well after such an extended time on the disabled list. 
You know, fortunately, some of my balls are falling right now. I've been able to, you know, spend some time on base, which is nice when you get back. It's it, it there's a learning curve, you know, even with rehab games. You know, the, the pitchers and things like that aren't the same as they are up here. So, fortunately, some balls are fine in the grass, and you know, I, I get to move around. And you are away from the team for a while, and a lot of players say it's harder mentally to be in that spot than it is to physically rehab whatever your injury may be. And was that the case for you? Yeah, you. I mean, you just feel like you're not a part of the team anymore. You come in, you get your stuff done early. A lot of times you don't attend games until you get close to getting back. And, you know, it's, it's tough on the player. It's tough on their family. You know, it's it stretches you, you know, mentally more than physically. And you have a good group of teammates here. Who helps you get through that, and what do they do to try and help you at least feel a part of it? You know, I I don't even know. Uh, You know, anybody I get to, you know, converse with throughout the day is good. It's nice to see, you know, some faces when they're in town. You know, when they were out of town, it's, you know, you're spending a couple hours at the field, and then, you know, you're back at your house, you know, being normal. So, you know, that's the difficult part. You're a baseball player, and you're supposed to be playing baseball when when something is different, you know, uh, it's never any fun. Bonnie Chisenhall joining us, and uh, you're swinging the bat well now. First half last year, you swung the bat really well, and then really since that time, injuries have held you back. But do you feel, if you can take away the injuries, what, what you've been able to do on the field, do you feel like you're getting where you'd like to be as a major league hitter now? Yeah, you know, I, I, the past I think three and a half, maybe four years, I've felt good in the box. Feel like I've been more consistent. You know, not so much of a roller coaster ride. Uh, which is kind of what I'm after. But, you know, the, the tough part's been staying on the field. You know, you want to be out there being productive. Uh, you know, fortunately, when I have been healthy, I've been productive. And, you know, it's a matter of, you know, staying on the field now and continuing that. And you're in a lineup where there's five different players up above you in that lineup who have 35 or more runs driven in, which is the most of any team in baseball. What's it like to be in that lineup coming back from where you are and, and jumping right in there? Yeah, you know, it's nice. It's this lineup's been good for you know four or five years. You know, I got to hit behind Jose for most of the year last year, but you know, guys are on base. Guys, they're smart base runners. They're running the base as well and aggressively. And you know, and when that happens, you see those RBIs going up, and you know, we start winning some ball games. All right, we'll finish with this. You made a nice catch in front of the fence out in right field last night, and you flipped the ball to a couple of fans wearing tribe gear. Yeah. And I, I read something this morning that said. Lonnie Chisholm may be the nicest player in baseball. Is that a good a good label to have? <laughs> they haven't met me, I guess. Um, you know, I had been getting worn out by some Chicago fans that were sitting with them last night, and then you know, just I don't know how why they would even stay there. That guy was wearing me out. But uh, finally, he left, which was nice for my ears. But you know, I, I caught the ball and it was right in front of him, so I just tossed it right over. It was a nice gesture. You know, they had to sit by a, a crummy loudmouth fan so you know any anything helps when you say he's wearing you out is it absolutely something you can't do turn around and, and come back with something witty or you just have to wear it you know you, you have to wear it unfortunately instead of cheering for his own team he was you know letting me have it you know on a personal level so it's you know that's not the kind of fans you want but you know i was gonna buy him some food so he'd have something in his mouth other than words coming out Lonnie Chisenhall rising above it. Thanks, Lonnie. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's Indians outfielder Lonnie Chisenhall. 
Another key to the Tribe position player front has been Eric Gonzalez. Gonzalez, a middle infielder by trade, has been that utility man for the Indians this season and, and really a good portion of last season as well. Unusual for a younger player to be put in that spot. Usually teams reserve that spot for more of a veteran player who can handle not playing every day. But we asked Eric Gonzalez earlier this week the routine that he has found that works for him when he's not playing every day and why it has allowed him to have some good success. I mean, yes, that's right. Uh, I just I try to, to, to make it my, my routine every day. The same routine uh, I get in the speed training is the same routine I do right now. And don't matter if I play or not play, I do the same thing because that, that's, that's hurting me. Like, uh, keep my, my swing, keep my, my bat like simple. You know, I don't, I don't think too much right now. I'm just doing my routine, and when I got, when I got the chance to play, I just do it to, to I just try to see the ball and try to to hit the ball hard, and that's why I'm, I'm feeling right now very good. And you're doing something that a lot of times it's a spot that's left for a veteran player because supposedly they can handle it better. You're a young player, still uh, certainly young at the major league level. Uh, what have you learned the last couple of years here that's allowed you to have success and and really fit in? I mean, uh, something I can tell you right now, uh, last year. I was a little bit like uh, struggling, and Encarnacion told me, hey, you don't play every day. Just see the ball and hear the ball. Don't think too much. That's hurt me a lot because when I go to the home play and think too much, I don't play every day. I got 10 days in the, in the bench, and I'm going to hit, and when I'm going to think, and then I don't have a chance to hear, you know? And he said, hey, you, 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 can, you can think... Uh, too much when you go to when you go to the home play because you don't play every day. Just see the ball, hit the ball hard, and enjoy the game. And that's why right now I'm hurt me a lot because just when I go to 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 the home play, I just try to see the ball, get in my pitch, and just win. Now we've had this conversation in the past about is it better for a young player to to play every day in the minor leagues at AAA. Or is the experience up here more valuable, even if you're not playing every day? And and you brought up some really good points about why it's better to, for you, at least, to be up here, even if you're not playing every day. Why is that? Yeah, because if you're ready for play big league, you need to be here. It don't matter if you play or not play. Or if you're not ready, if you need to, to learn something, if you need to, to take a bat, if you need to play more, you need to be in the minor, in minor league. But uh, if you're ready to play and, and you don't got a chance to play, here in the Billy, it's better you be here because I told you you playing so much. You learning. I mean, every day I try to learn different things to the, to those guys because Edwin got more than ten years than ten years in the Billy. Now we got make Mercy Cabrera here too. I mean, and finally you don't got those guys. And if you got those guys right here, and they tell me something, and I'm play attention because that's that's the most important right here for me. We talk a lot about your hitting, which is great, but I know Terry Francona says most important thing for someone in your spot, catch the ball wherever you play. And you play third, short, second, some outfield on occasion. How much work do you have to put in to stay sharp at all those different positions? I mean, and, and this season, I'm practicing like all of my career because I'm practicing second base, third base, your stop, outfield too, sometimes the first base. And I mean... When I, when I finish the practice, I, I, really I, I feel really tight, right? you know, because 
I'm, I'm taking like 10 or 15 ground ball in the first, third or 15 ground ball in the second, and I make a double play, and, I, and then I go to the center field, left field. I mean, that's really important, but uh, I feel natural, you know? When I go to the defense, I do it, everything natural. That's why it's easier for me to, to make it a play in whatever position they, they put me, because I, I just enjoy and I'm doing, I'm doing myself, you know? I don't try to, to land it like, in third base, you need to catch the ball right there. It's different about hitting, you know? Uh, somebody tell me, hey, in third base, you need to catch the ball right there. In second, you need to, no, no, I don't think too much. I go play like, like me, and I just to try to, to, to enjoy the, that position that uh, Tito poured me this day. Do you even have a favorite position anymore, or are they all just the same anymore? <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> I always do. I like to play second base and third start too. That's two my favorite position. But uh, I, I tell you, I just to try enjoying to to every position. Well, hey, great work at a lot of different spots. Thanks a lot for coming by. Oh, great. Thank you. That's Indians utility man Eric Gonzalez. Stay tuned. More to come. Our final segment of Tribe Talk comes your way shortly as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell them to play for Layman Young, I guarantee you the meat on that burrito ain't going to light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Each week we visit with James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development, this week we caught up with James, who was out in Goodyear, Arizona, as the newly drafted players and those holdovers from extended spring training are preparing for their seasons now. The short season teams in Mahoning Valley and the Arizona Summer League will begin play next week. We caught up with James to ask him what's going on out in Goodyear, and obviously one of the questions is always, in mid-June, how hot is it in Goodyear as these players get ready for a new season? It's been about 110, so... <laughs> uh, but it's fun. Our, our guys still get to play the game, and we've had a, a good time in this heat. All right, and and you look at that, and uh, with the draft having just been completed, extended spring training is over. What's happening now before the short season teams begin? How many kids are out there, and, and what do you have them doing? Well, right now we have about 60 players here in Arizona. Um, we have two AZL teams this year, so two teams will play in the Arizona Summer League. Um, and we are also running what's called the foundations program. So last week we had the draft where we selected upwards of 40 players and 20 of those players are here in Arizona this week, getting oriented to our organization as well as to pro ball. So it's a good opportunity for us to get to know them, them to get to know, know us as well as uh, learn the ins and outs of being a professional baseball player. And you mentioned that. Can, can you narrow it down to one or two things that, that you feel are most important that they should take away from this week as they get started in their pro careers? Number one is they were selected. So this is not a – it wasn't a tryout or anything like that. We selected each player after our scouting department went through a full year of learning about each player. So them coming into our organization is we selected Cleveland Indians. We found the guys that, that 
fit best and would develop in our system. And we selected those players. And number two, we believe that if people have a growth mindset and believe that they can get better, that's what development is all about. So we'll put them in situations throughout their careers as they prepare to be winning major league players to help them learn and develop um, along the way. So we know that they're not finished products. We knew that when we selected them. We'll continue to develop them into what we believe that they can be. Circling back to the start, you mentioned two Arizona Summer League teams, and that's new this year. Why the extra club, and how beneficial do you think that could be as you look down the road here? As we've selected players both in Latin America and in our amateur draft, by adding an extra team, it also allows us extra roster spots and extra opportunities to play the game. So we have about nine teams throughout our system, but that means that if we only had nine teams, then there's only nine opportunities to play shortstop, but we have 20 shortstops. But by having an extra team, it allows more opportunities to play the game. We believe playing the game helps people learn the game. That's the best way to learn it. So having extra games and extra opportunities to get these guys to play is a benefit for us. And obviously coaching and instruction so important. For many seasons, Anthony Madrano was the manager of the Arizona Summer League team, and, and he is now in a different spot in the organization overseeing some things. And uh, tell us about Larry Day and Jerry Owens. What do they bring as the managers of those two teams for kids who, for many of them, it's their first exposure to pro baseball? Absolutely. And they First and foremost, they, they care about the players that they're working with. They care about them as people and as players. And that, that's evident when you walk in this building. And number two, they're teachers. So this is an academy. The, those guys come in every single day with the attitude is that we're going to help our players learn to play the Cleveland Indians way. And it's, it's evident from the time you walk in this building. James Harris joining us, Indians Director of Player Development. Uh, we've talked about the, the activities out there in Arizona. Mahoning Valley, a little bit closer to home, will be starting next week as well. And the activities out in Arizona, is that a spring training of sorts for the kids who will be playing in, in, at Mahoning Valley? Um, it, it is a little bit. Guys who are just selected that are going to Mahoning, they're going to come in and get, like I said, the foundations program. They're getting up to speed, and then we'll send them out to Mahoning to get them on the road playing a little bit. Those are going to be our older players. Once they know our way, we'll get them out to that, that league and get them playing. Well, it is an exciting time of year to be sure. The full season team's in full swing, but now a, a fresh start for three other teams in the Indians farm system. And, uh, James, so, thanks so much for the update as always. We'll catch up with you again soon. That'll be great. Thanks for having me. That's James Harris, Indians Director of Player Development. We close out this week's edition of Tribe Talk, visiting with Bart Swain, the Indians Director of Baseball Information, and one of the leaders in putting together the Indians contingent for Velisano, a yearly bike ride fundraiser that raises funds for cancer research. Great work done by the Indians. And uh, Bart talks about this year's event, not only the event in July, but also a great opportunity this week on this homestand Wednesday to help raise some funds for Velisano. Bart fills us in. Uh, we have some uh, alumni that are in town for the golf outing already. So uh, we dovetailed that into a post-game uh, celebrity bartender event on Wednesday after the White Sox game. Should start around 4.30 or so, half hour after the game. Mr. Greg Swindell, Alvarez Espinoza, Sandy Alomar is going to stop by, Carlos Bayerga, Eric Plunk will be there, So and, and, and some others will probably add in as the week goes on. Uh, it's a great event, and it'll go towards our Velisano fundraising team. And I know sometimes 
you have to reserve in advance to be a part of something. Is this something fans coming to the game can just stop by after the game? Yes, they can. Uh, there's a $15 kind of entry fee and then a cash bar uh, to get in. So uh, anybody who wants to come by, you can even if you don't have a ticket for the game, you can still come to that event. You just purchase a ticket on Indians.com. It's $15. And if you want to just come by for a little happy hour shindig affair for, with the alumni, uh, we'd love to have you. It's a great cause. And this is in the corner bar area, so a great atmosphere to be sure. Bart, I know this started several years back. And fill us in on how much it has grown from day one to this year's event. Well, I mean, the Velisano itself has, uh, you know, I think the first year they started with 700 riders. And I think uh, that now it's grown over to 1,200 and uh, they've, raised over $9 million in the first four Velisanos, uh, and it's grown exponentially every year. Um, I think last year they raised almost $3 million for, the, for, for 2017. Uh, and our Indians teams, uh, we had 85 members last year, and uh, we're over that already this year. I'm running out of jerseys. Um, so we should uh, we set a record last year, and I think we broke it this year for membership. So it's, it's a really fun ride. It's fun to be on the Indians team, but if you're listening to this and you still want to be a part of Velisano and do the ride, can you still do that? Yes, you can. You can uh, go to velisano.org and uh, sign up. Uh, if you want to inquire about our team, uh, shoot myself an email and at bswain at indians.com, and we'll see if we have your size. And you're still at indians.com. You can find all the information you need for it. Absolutely, for the bartending event and for Velisano. Uh, it's a great ride. It's uh, the, the actual ride itself is on July 20, 20th and 21st. And, uh, uh, and the bartending event is uh, this week, June 20th. Great work, Bart. Thanks a lot for coming by. Thanks, Jim. That's Indians Director of Baseball Information, Bart Swain. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we will join you next week from right here at Progressive Field as the homestand continues for the Tribe against the Tigers. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you have been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.